One of the activities I always did with my high school ethics classes was the trust ball. I'd start the students leaning gently backwards into a partner's hands. Then I'd have them step away and lean back into their partner's hands. We'd take some gradual steps until I finally had them up on a stage, falling backwards off the lip of the stage into a net formed by the interlocked hands of their classmates. I always fell first to let them see that if their classmates could successfully catch pudgy old me, their classmates would certainly be able to catch them. There were always a few students who jumped right up on the table after me, jostling each other, wanting to go first. And there were always a few more intimidated souls who waited until the very end and had to be talked into even trying. When the activity was over, we discussed trust, what builds trust, and how positive encouragement, not ridicule, helps the more intimidated to give it a try. I asked the class who the bravest classmates were, and they always answered, well, you, Mr. Lorenzo. Then they named a few students who jumped right up after me and fell right away. No, I would tell them. Those first classmates who jumped right up and fell were bold and fearless, but they weren't brave because they weren't scared. Courage isn't about being fearless. It's about overcoming fear. This difference between courage and fearlessness occurred to me in one of our youth, Alex, sent me his drawing to illustrate our monthly theme of courage. His drawing is the one of Captain America on this morning's order of service. Great, I thought. Superheroes. Who's braver than superheroes? And then it occurred to me, well, they have superpowers, and it's a lot easier to be brave with superpowers. I realized that the most courageous things Captain America ever did happened before he was Captain America. Steve Rogers was a frail, skinny teenage orphan. Appalled by the Nazi atrocities in World War II, he enlisted in the army. He was a thin, weak kid who found something inside him that wanted to stop an evil in the world. The army didn't take him. He failed the physical. But! army offered him an opportunity to take an experimental drink called Super Soldier Serum. It was an experiment. No guarantee of success. Steve Rogers took the serum. It was a success, and he became Captain America. And sure, Captain America is brave, but his most courageous feat was in becoming Captain America in the first place. Real courage is when you don't have superpowers. Maybe you can only show real courage when you don't feel very super at all. There are a few famous and well-recognized random acts of courage that stick with me. Some brave newsmakers who had no superpowers but overcame fear and inspired me and others. One is Tank Man. Still an unidentified guy who stood in front of a column of tanks as they drove into Tiananmen Square to squash a pro-democracy protest in China, June 5, 1989. Iconic posters of this guy exist. You can order one online. There's a great video that surfaced years later on YouTube of this man carrying groceries down the street as he sees the tanks coming down the street and people fleeing. He doesn't flee. He moves toward them, still carrying the groceries. The next evidence we have of him is in that iconic photo. Another of my favorite random acts of courage is Vedran Smilovich's impromptu war zone concerts. He's known as the cellist of Sarajevo. 
During the siege of Sarajevo in 1992, Smilovich would take a folding chair and his cello and sit in a public mall or the ruins of a bombed-out building and play Albinoni's Adagio in G minor, usually with snipers and urban warfare going on around him. He began his impromptu concerts outraged at the deaths of people bombed while in a breadline in the war zone that used to be their city. Movies, books, even cello concertos have been created in his honor. All a musician could do in the face of the terror of war was play his instrument. Kshia Thomas was an 18-year-old African-American woman who, in June 1996, during a clash between a KKK rally and people protesting the rally in Ann Arbor, Michigan, placed herself between a crowd and a middle-aged white man in a Confederate flag t-shirt who was being hit with signs and kicked after wandering into the protesters. Thomas shielded the man with her body, a man who probably would not have done the same for her. The first responders who went up the Twin Towers on September 11th as occupants in the buildings came crashing down will always be for me a powerful act of courage. I bet every single one of those people was scared and assumed they might not come down. But this is what they signed up to do, and up the stairs they went anyway. These are acts of bravery you may have noticed. We can all probably name a few similar things that have caught our attention. But here's some examples of courage you may not have heard of, although you may also have similar stories of unknown superheroes. My friend Andy, facing each day in a motorized wheelchair, a machine to help him breathe, an attendant to lift him onto and off the toilet, knowing his time was limited with muscular dystrophy. My friends Michelle and Richard, who measure their sober recovery in decades, not days. My mom, turning on her heels, grabbing my brother and I by the hand and marching out of the Catholic church we attended when a priest refused her communion because she was divorced. Just one of the ways my mom was brave as a single mom with two boys in the 70s. My stepmom, stepping up each day for years to take care of my dad with Alzheimer's. None of these people, Vedran Smilovich or Kashia Thomas or my buddy Andy or my mom, would tell you they are particularly brave. They just did what they had to do at the time. This is what Rita Dove tells us courage is in the morning's reading. It's what we decide to do in that moment when we are called upon to be more. And all these stories are not unlike ours. Everyday people who found themselves in circumstances that invited them, if not demanded them, to overcome their fear. You probably don't think you're extraordinarily brave, but all of us are more courageous than you know. I've observed a lot of courage here in the congregation in the past year and a half. I've watched some of you face down cancer, deal with multiple deaths in your family, combat unemployment, there's a number of you figuring out how to be caregivers for family members with Alzheimer's and dementia. I've observed many of you go out into our community and feed our hungry neighbors and do the internal work and learning required to practice radical welcoming as a welcoming congregation. Courage is a daily practice for many of us. We just don't see it that way sometimes. Just getting out of bed in the morning for some of us can require courage few people can understand. For those of us with depression or post-traumatic stress, getting out of bed is like being a 9-11 first responder. It's a daily, 
walking up into the tower of life when it all feels like it's crashing down around you. The daily practice of parenting requires courage. There's no science and perfect how-to manual for raising children. Parenting is an art form and it requires guts to step into the studio each day. That first visit to a 12-step group or a therapist's office is for some people the bravest thing they will ever do. Although we may be unaware that we're being brave, we just feel scared and nervous or anxious. We can all learn to be more cognizant of the practice of courage because it is indeed a practice. Some things we can intentionally do to increase our conscious courageousness include learn something new. Any new skill and new experience brings with it some upfront uncertainty, anxiety, and fear. Every time we risk trying something new, we practice courage. Live with integrity. Apologize. Accept the apology. Speak up on behalf of your values. Be your authentic self. Whenever we live open-hearted and wholeheartedly, we practice courage. Be vulnerable. Be okay with others seeing your imperfections. Don't hide your gifts or your learning edges. This is perhaps the most important thing to do to more consciously practice courage. Be comfortable with being vulnerable. Vulnerability researcher Brene Brown told On Being host Krista Tippett, I always ask a very simple question to people. I say, think of the last time you did something you thought was really brave, or the last time you saw someone do something really brave. And I can tell you as a researcher, 11,000 pieces of data, I cannot find a single example of courage, moral courage, spiritual courage, leadership courage, relational courage. I cannot find a single example of courage that was not born completely of vulnerability. We buy into some mythology about vulnerability being weakness and being gullibility and being frailty because it gives us permission not to do it. Yes, giving in to fear is natural and easy, but courage is a practice, not a mystical gift or some magic of circumstances. It's all about what we decide in that moment when we are called upon to do more and we can't decide to be more in a moment unless we've practiced it in other moments. Courage is a virtue and learned by practice. People learn to behave in ways that seem fearless even though they are still scared. Every time we act bravely, we become a more courageous person and we are more likely to be brave the next time, and so on. I'm able to walk into an ICU and know I will be okay talking to the family because I've been scared and still washed my friend Andy's private parts and wiped his butt after he used the bathroom and when the time came, watched him die in ICU. I was able to get over my nerves at Occupy the Port of Houston and the Black Lives Matter marches in Texas I attended because I practiced intentional uncomfortability as the only white American attending my college's international student union meetings, being the only white person in the room as I taught high school. I fielded hate-filled threats made to one of my congregations because I practiced showing up for work at Amnesty International with the office under a bomb threat. In his recent book, Hillbilly Elegy, J.D. Vance talks about how being in the Marine Corps helped him. He says, the military forces you to accept no excuses from yourself, even fear. 
He says he knew he would do well in college and law school and make it as an adult because he learned to trust himself and others and get things done anyway, even if he was scared. Courage isn't about being fearless. Courage is being scared and suiting up anyway. In fact, most of the time, the brazenly fearless are not fearless. They are foolhardy and end up causing themselves and others more harm than good. Most of the time, people who seem fearless really aren't. They've just learned to practice being brave and have learned to manage fear and anxiety. Eric Young reminds us in the reading today, every decision I have made from changing jobs to changing partners to changing homes has been taken with trepidation. I have not ceased being fearful, but I have ceased to let fear control me. I've accepted fear as a part of life, specifically the fear of change, the fear of the unknown, and I've gone ahead despite the pounding in my heart that says, turn back, turn back, you'll die if you venture too far. In the past several years, I have learned in short to trust myself, not to eradicate fear, to go on in spite of fear. In the preaching business, we call what Erica Young is talking about, the back to Pharaoh response. We want to return to the familiar and the known, even if it is unhealthy, or even like the Israelites, if it's slavery, instead of facing the fear and taking the risk of stepping into the unknown. All instances of courage, from the famous and obvious to the personal and unwitnessed, do not come out of nowhere. Somewhere inside each brave soul is a faith, a value system, a self-confidence, usually quietly developed over a lifetime of practice, of acting courageously in many, often small ways. Practicing courage is important because our world is full of the fearless and the foolhardy, and sometimes we ourselves are these people. Practicing courage is important because we can't create peaceful lives or beloved community out of fear. As Rogue One reminds us this holiday movie season, rebellions are built on hope, not fear. Today, we'll offer you the opportunity to be brave. Practice courageously.